All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Thursday, October 19th of 2023. Here, looking ahead, we have a Thursday night football showdown between the Jaguars and the Saints. I know that we also have a two-game MLB slate later this evening, and then we have a big 12-game NHL slate. So it should be a ton of fun for those of you who are new here. Welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at Saber Sims. This is a show where we go over how to use the Sabersome app, answer any and all DFS-related questions. You get your questions in one of three ways here. First off, send us an email, support at sabersim.com. Second way, post it live in the YouTube chat. Third way, post it in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord and want to get access to that channel, there is a link in the description of this video to get signed up and join our Discord there. You get access to our similar channels, get access to our individual sport channels, the Office Hours channel, and a release notes where you get to see when bugs are fixed, when new updates to the app go live. So can't say enough good things about the Discord. Definitely a very good place to be, especially with NBA starting in five days here. So really, really close to NBA starting. Going to have another sport on your plate. If you guys aren't signed up with Sabersim, make sure you take advantage of our five-day free trial probably at the end of this week, uh, right? So you can get access to the weekend sports, to NBA at the start of the season, and check us out, see what we're all about. We have some huge updates in the work here uh more information to come on that very very soon but before we get started as always want to remind you guys with nfl returning make sure to sign up for our weekly max challenge it is a giveaway that we do during the nfl season where you can get access to weekly prizes season-long prizes we've had one person win a mini max and take home a championship belt already all you got to do use the saber some logo as your avatar on DraftKings, fill out our short form and then max enter one of the Sunday main slate uh, contests on DraftKings, one of the DraftKings mini max contests on the main slate. Excuse me there, but that's all you need to do. So the page to sign up, this page that we're looking at is in the description of this video. Get in on the action there. But with that said, going to get Saversim pulled up and going to jump right in here. So looks like our, I, I did respond to Sammy. It was kind of like a troubleshooting question, so I didn't want to tackle that one on the show here. But it looks like we have just a couple questions to get us started today, so happy to uh, start out with these. Really quick, Kyle said, are you guys going to support Superflex for NFL this season? Frankly, I'm not sure. I know that we want to, but I know with NBA starting and then hockey just started, like the fall is just so busy with so many DFS sports. So maybe once we get going into NBA and, and that kind of comes down, you know, we can, we can work on that, but I'm not sure. I do know the team is aware that we're not supporting it and something that we want to support. DraftKings definitely um, mentioned that very late in the, in the like very, very close to the start of the season. So it wasn't something that we were able to like plan for greatly here, but we do want to support that at some point. But anyways, first question to start here today says if i manually adjust team totals pre-built will that change which sims are used for the contest sim or does it only affect the sims used to generate lineups i think this is a very good question here and there's another question uh very similar to this i'm actually just going to put them both here because they're both kind of along the lines of team totals and we just answer them together so the second question was what is the best and easiest way to take a stand on a really low scoring game in NFL showdown. So I think that this is kind of like a precursor to the first question. So let's start here. What is the best and easiest way to take a stand on a really low scoring game in NFL showdown? So what I would say is it depends on the stand you want to take. Maybe that the game has a low total like tonight, you know, not over 40. Maybe you think one team is going to blow out the other team, right? Maybe you think it's going to be like, I don't know, 21 to three Jacksonville. 
So if I come in here to the team stacks, I can go to the projected points column and then I can adjust these team totals, right? Maybe I'll, I won't do something so drastic. Maybe I'll say, uh, you know, on average, I think it's going to be like 21 to 14. So I'm sorry, 14 for New Orleans and then uh, 21 for, for Jacksonville. I think I'm having a little bit of an issue with, with um, my Saber Sim at the moment. So I'm not going to do it here, but let's say that you make those adjustments here, right? So what we're going to do is when you change the game totals, we are going to basically discard Sims until the new mean team totals are what you have set. So if I set Jacksonville to 21 and New Orleans to 14, we are going to go and get rid of New Orleans' highest game totals in the Sims. So if there are Sims where New Orleans scores really high, we're going to start getting rid of those. And until the, the new team total moves down, moves down, moves down, moves down, and gets all the way to 14. What you're doing is you're basically filtering the simulation database. And then now when we go to run your lineups, when we, we go to pull Sims from the Sim database, it's going to be from that curated set of Sims that has the new mean team total at what you've set. And we're going to do the same thing for Jacksonville to get them some higher scoring games as well. So that is what is happening when you do that. The game scripts are going to be different for these type of games, right? If you are setting it to where Jacksonville is winning by, by a lot, well, hey, those game scripts are going to be different, right? They're going to play out differently. So if you think it's going to be like a run-heavy game script, well, hey, you know, setting that to Jacksonville kind of dominating might get ETN more rushes, might have more less pass attempts for Trevor Lawrence and so less catches for some of the receivers. So understand like the, the type of game scripts. You can make the adjustment and then you can look at the projections like, okay, hey, what are the projections saying is happening in this curated set of sims that I'm using. Uh, are the wide receiver points going down on average? Are the running back points going up on average? And you can look at those things and then make some conclusions from there. So that is what I would suggest doing is seeing if the projection adjustments that are coming from the sim total adjustments are passing the eye test for you. And then getting back to our first question, if I manually adjust the team totals pre-built, will that change which sims are used for the contest sims. So my understanding is that the answer to your question is yes. So basically what happens is that when you adjust the team totals, you are affecting the projections as well here. So like the projections are going to be updated, but because those team totals are updated, that's also going to uh, have an effect on, on which sims are used. But I can double check that. So like adjust... Team totals affect contest sim. And I'll, I'll double check, but I, I'm almost positive it has the same exact effect there. But really good question. Question from Noah. Does optimal sims for MLB a playoff two-game slate only use starters, or do they throw in low-price relievers? On that note, it's better to have heavy stacks for playoff two-game slates, as in 53521, since you have to play from multiple teams. Okay, so let's just jump over to baseball. And whenever I see a question like, hey, you know, what's a better stack type? Or, uh, you know, what do you think about this or that? What I like to do is to just run a build. I'm only going to run 500 lineups here. And then see what the highest stack exposures are. You know, what stacks are we getting uh, most often in our pool. And that can kind of give some general guidelines as to like, Hey, you know, uh, on average, you know, these type of stacks are working better. So 
one thing that I've, I've noticed anecdotally, like in the past here is that the less games on the slate and the closer you move to needing an optimal, sometimes the less big stacks you get, but let's see if, if that's true here. And it looks like it's not. So in this bill that we ran, we have 75% five twos and five threes. So that really, you know, should answer your question. Like, Hey, is it better to have big stacks on a playoff two game slate? And it looks like it is right. So that would tell me that, Hey, you know, you're probably still not going to need an optimal lineup to win even on this two game slate. So since you're not going to need that, you should just uh, really try and take advantage of if one team has a high upside outcome, get as, get a lot of shares of that team and then see if you can get the correct, um, you know, stack construction or just you just give yourself a lot of shots to getting the players right with these big stacks. So when when the team goes off, you have a lot of shares of it and you can get the right type of construction. So it looks like five twos and five threes are the most popular here. And then uh, there was another question, you know, are is the Sims using starters or they, do they throw in low price relievers? So it looks like, you know, even in this top lineup, we're getting a reliever here. Um, I would say that, you know, you probably don't need relievers even in a two game slate. I think it's like probably pretty risky here, but I mean, wow. Like just, just looking at the pitchers here, uh, we're seeing, you know, Andrew Heaney at 10 points. Something that I like to look at is like the pitches expected here. So like how many pitches are we expecting these guys to throw? Right. And we're expecting like, 59 to no more than 77 here. You know, the projections for these guys is 7.97 to 10.3 for the starters. And then we have some relievers coming in. If you don't want them, just set a player pool filter, right? Come in here, set a filter, say, hey, uh, show players with my projection greater than, it looked like five was a good number here. And then you get rid of all those guys. And then now you're only sticking with the starters, right? If you're okay with, with some of these other guys, right? I think I think it gets really interesting with like somebody who's showing up in your pool a lot, like Araldis Chapman. You know, maybe I let Chapman in there, right? Uh maybe I, I make him the cutoff, and then that would get you very different. We're even expecting some some ownership for him in the slate. And you also get some salary relief, right? So uh you could make these like very player by player adjustments here as to how you want to handle it. You know, you don't even need to set a filter, right? If you don't want to set a filter, you just uncheck everybody and then just check back in the pictures that you want. So just a couple of clicks here, let these five players in. So maybe I'm okay with Chapman, but uh, I would say, you know, look at it and see what makes sense to you. And if you don't want to risk Chapman not pitching, then, hey, take him out and, and be okay with that, right? But there are also other tools here at your disposal, something that I talked about in my MLB showdown video here. So if you go to the YouTube channel, you go to this crush MLB playoffs, DFS MLB showdown strategy for 2023 talked a lot about, you know, using a website like Rotowire, which is a free uh, website. You can see their bullpen usage and see who's pitched. So like has Chapman pitched is Chapman due to pitch. And you could take that into account when making those decisions. Right. So a couple of resources for you there. I think that's a great video for MLB short slate and, and showdown strategy in general here. Uh, Follow-up was, how important are many uniques for playoff two-game MLB slates? I would say that, you know, come in here and then see how many you can get, right? So say I'm building 20 lineups and I have 500 here. Well, well, hey, when I scroll down to the last lineup in my set of 20, you know, can I get to five mini uniques, which is, which I can't, right? So there are 
one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten players, and 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 I got an error message, right? So hey, can I get to can I get to four? And it looks like four is okay, right? I can get to four players here, but you know, in general, on like a big slate, I could probably get to like six, seven, right? So so definitely going to shift the dynamics, but I don't think mini needs to become less important. I just think you should be comfortable with getting to a lower number on average, just because there are less players in the player pool, but I would definitely still use it and, and try to work it into my process. Cameron said, Hey Andrew, how many mini uniques would you use for a 25 max entry contest versus a 150 max entry contest? Great question. So the way I like to think about it is the less lineups you're playing, the more you mini uniques you should be using and the more lineups you're playing, the less mini uniques you should be using. And that really comes down to your lineup to pool ratio, right? If I'm playing 150 max and I'm building 500 lineups, well, it's only about, you know, three point, uh, a little over three, three lineups in my pool versus lineups I'm playing. So it's like a three to one ratio when I'm doing 25 lineups and I have 500. Well, now it's like a 20 to one pool to lineup ratio. So when, as the pool to lineup ratio gets bigger, then you just have the ability to use more mini uniques. So like here, I can only get to four mini uniques playing 20 lineups. Maybe I'm playing a three max, right? And I'm I'm only playing three lineups here. Well, hey, now I can get to six mini uniques. I can get to seven mini uniques without running into an error, right? So um, I would say that, you know, less lineups, more mini uniques, more lineups, less mini uniques, and, and the math just kind of works out that way. But I would generally try to follow that process. The less lineups, you know, kind of the less correlated you want to be, but just because if, you know, you you have Andrew Heaney in all three lineups and he has a bad day. Well, hey, you're kind of sunk. Uh, that's that's kind of uh, chalk it up to let's 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 play again tomorrow, right? But the less correlation these lineups have, well, hey, if one guy does bad in one lineup, you still have your other two lineups generally uh, pretty still alive in in general there. So another way to think about it. Noah said for NHL with such a large slate, do you think condensing teams down is a good idea? or spreading it out, I feel like the first team versus 20th team on a sim build won't have the same stacks in NHL. So this is a great uh, opportunity for me to plug this here. So Scott and I just got finished recording a NHL contest review video. So if you guys have been keeping up with the videos that Max and I have been doing, we've been doing our weekly NFL reviews. We got some uh, content requests like, hey, can you guys do one for NHL? So we went ahead and did that. We recorded this morning. I actually posted it like right before this show got started. So possibly after the show, you know, later this afternoon, check this video out. It's about 30 minutes. We used contest flashback to review the contest from Tuesday's main slate. Here was an eight game main slate. We were able to get some good insights into top lineups in small field contests, top lineups in large field contests, how players who are maxing these contests out are playing. So I had a ton of fun recording this video with Scott, I would definitely check it out later today or even after this show, but uh, was a, was a fun video to record. So, so watch this. You're going to get some really good insights into some of the questions that you have around, around uh, NHL strategy there. All right. Jumping back to the discord here. This is our last question at the moment from SunFam. question says, Andrew, can you go over, how when doing NHL stacks not to get two defensive players from the same team in a lineup. For example, I set a rule to not have more than one defensive player from the same team in addition to some stacks in groups and did not 
get any lineups to generate. I removed the defensive player rule and the lineups generated like normal. Okay, so yeah, let's go over and let's see if we can do this. So let's go to NHL. Let's go to today, big 12 game main slate. Should be fun. And let's jump into our lineup rules. So generally here, what I would expect is to be able to use a group rule, automatic, that says use no more than one. Group by team here is the key. And then you just use defensemen. And then we're going to save this rule. Uh, even if we... Let's, let's go into this rule. Let's actually rewrite it. I want to save it a different way. So I want to show you guys how to like check your rules here. So if you do use no more than one by team, defenseman, if I say this as a manual rule, I can click. It's going to create a rule for each team on the slate. And then when I click this down arrow, it's going to show me the rule for each team. And I can go into this rule and I can see what it's doing. So it's getting all the defenseman for Winnipeg and it's saying use no more than one. Okay. That looks perfect. Right? So that's what I want the rule to look like. So I'm going to save as an auto rule and then I'm going to go make my two adjustments, two projections. And then I'm going to go to my build settings. It's going to build 500 lineups and I'm going to hit build. Sometimes the error that you can run into when writing the rule is grouping by player. If you group by player, then you might run into an issue where it's, basically creating a different rule for each player and then saying, Hey, use no more than one. And it's putting each player into a group. So then basically you, you wouldn't be able to play any defenseman at all. And then you wouldn't be able to generate lineups because you need them as a lineup slot, right? You need three defensemen. So if it's saying use no more than one and each individual defenseman has its own rule, uh, that, that would lead to a failed build. So make sure that when you're writing this rule, and it looks like lineups built, so it looks like the rule worked out as expected here. Make sure you are not grouping by player. If you group by player, then you're going to run into an issue here. So just make sure you're not doing that, and you should be all set. Uh, you can pause the video and copy this rule, and then you should be on your way. But really good question. Happy to clarify that. And uh, looks like SunFam said makes sense now. Yeah, man, happy to help out. But we are all caught up with questions here. At the moment, plenty of DFS action going on today. Good luck to you all. Tomorrow is our last show of the week. We do this show Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. So if you guys have questions ahead of the weekend, get those questions in now. You can post them in the Office Hours channel in Discord. You can post them in the chat for the upcoming stream on YouTube. The questions will stay there until the show starts. So that always helps me out to have some questions to get the show rolling with. But until tomorrow, good luck in your contest. Take care. I will see you all. Oh, actually, one more question. SunFam. Sorry. Question says, last question, the NFL single game. How can I set a rule if I have a running back at captain, not get another running back from the same team? Uh, you're probably going to have to do a manual rule for this. The problem with showdown is that the sites say, hey, they have to be a captain or a flex. These are their positions. We take the positions from the site. So what I would do here is go to lineup rules, go to add new rule. I would just do a group rule. And then I would say use no more than one. And then I would just put all of them, or I'm sorry, I would do if. So if at least one, then use exactly zero. So I'm going to say, so I could still filter, right? So I could go, okay, hey, I want to see Jacksonville. Okay, hey, I only want to see running backs. And then I'm going to do this. So like, hey, if at least one of these players is used, so Etienne, Bigsby, like I don't 
really think you're using Dearness Johnson or Jermichael Hasty, but you can put them in here, then use exactly zero and then go put in all the flexes of these players. Etienne, Bigsby, Ernest Johnson, Hasty. So it's saying, hey, if I use one of these guys in captain, then do not use any of these other guys in the flex. And then you just do that for each team. You have two rules and then you should be all set. But that is how I would write that rule. And sometimes said, said I did that. So um, if the rule's not working, then like that's a different problem, but this should work here. So let me know if like you're having issue with it. And then jump in here. Noah said, does many uniques on NHL affect stacks as much on a big slate or does it just change the different stacks? As in, would you see less three-man stacks with more mini uniques? Okay, so so it looks like SunFam is good here. So awesome there. Going to jump back to NHL. But you got to think about the how many players are in a lineup here, right? So in hockey, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And there are there's one goalie, right? Which the goalie is not counted as part of the stack. So there's really eight skaters that you can choose from. Well, if you set min uniques to four, then you know you can you can see how the stacks adjust, right? So if I have these 20 lineups, min uniques one, I can just jump over to stacks. I'm seeing five twos, four twos, four threes, three, three twos, three, two twos. So let's go to four min uniques. You know, what does that look like? Okay, hey, you know, I'm still getting my five twos, my four twos. I'm still getting five, five uh, with one-offs. I'm still getting four threes. You know, what if I go to five? How does this change, right? Okay, hey, we're at five min uniques. All of the five stacks move down. There's just less available five stacks at five min uniques. So my five twos went down. My five, uh, my naked five stacks went down. So you can adjust the min uniques and then see how it affects the stacks that you're getting. And then you can also see how far down in your pool you're going. So, hey, I'm only at lineup 92. Generally, as far as, you know, how far down we're going in our pool using our like pool to lineup ratio, you know, we're still pretty high. We're still in the top 20% of lineups, but we've changed the the top stack types that Saberson was originally showing us, right? So so watch how those dynamics change when you use them in uniques and see if you're comfortable with them, right? They're still high up in the pool, but we're moving far further away from those stacks that we were seeing at the beginning. So be a little bit careful with that and and just make a conscious decision whether or not you're okay with seeing that. But in the review video that Scott and I saw today, we saw some interesting things with a lot of different stack types being used in some of the top sim ROI lineups. So I thought that was really interesting. So maybe you can, you know, pair that discussion with, with some of this testing here and then come to a decision about what you want to do. But happy to answer those last questions for you guys. Until tomorrow, I will see you all. Take care. Good luck. Bye.